Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is, is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series, with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. Hey everyone, I'm Evan. I'm a lifelong fan who's familiar with all aspects of the franchise and the fandom, while Ed is familiar with Transformers, but it was really nothing, not something he got into when he was younger. So thanks everyone for joining us again this week. Ed, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, so uh, this weekend, uh, I don't usually like to have anything topical on these shows, like to have for it to be an evergreen product. However, this weekend was WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Yeah, you... Uh, do you uh, do you WrestleMania, uh, Evan? I haven't in a long time. I'd noticed our uh, our mutual friend uh, Jeremy is uh, getting into it, which is kind of cool, you know. He's uh, he's yeah. all in. But uh, yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I I, I you know I, I loved watching eighties wrestling was as big as cartoons. I mean, 80s wrestling was huge. Yeah, yeah, that was that was when I got into wrestling. Uh, was it was in the in the eighties in the uh, in the you know the, the Hulkamania era as we we talked about before with the uh, the the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon and all that. But uh, <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, did you have any favorite uh, uh, wrestlers when you were when you were a kid? Uh, when I was a kid, I mean, honestly, like everyone else, I, I really liked Hulk Hogan. Loved watching the Ultimate Warrior. Um, yeah, I you know. I had a love hate thing with Andre the Giant. Now I like him as a person, but as a uh, as you know, when I was growing up, he was sometimes a heel, sometimes he's an ally. He kind of didn't know where he's going to come out, but he was like he was like a um, almost like a let's say a uh, re- reluctant ally. But he was one of these guys that kind of was on the outside with this big uh, you know one shoulder unitard thing he wore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved uh, watching the Million Dollar Man come out there and just flinging out uh, you know dollar bills. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. That was throw, yeah, throwing the money out, throwing the money out. Stuff, hey, man. so um, on one of those, uh, um, one of those things where you know where he would bring somebody up, like a kid from the crowd, and be like, "Hey, kid, if you can dribble this basketball ten times, I'll give you a hundred dollars." And then every time at like nine, like Virgil would knock it away, you know, so he so he would never pay the kid a hundred dollars or whatever. Um, one of those kids was actually Rob Van Dam, the wrestler Rob Van Dam. Really? Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna come. Let me get my revenge on you, million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was, I, I think he was the basketball a... kid. I think he was the one that, that had to dribble the basketball ten times or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That's great though. <laughs> God, I loved heels. Heels were just they were almost like more fun. They were like um, they were the uh, heel in the way of like I don't know. It's like a carnival barker kind of heel. You know, they were they were bigger than life. That's why we whenever we have see. Whenever I see, I guess, like say at Pensacon, being like the Honky Tonk Man or um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, man, one of my all-time favorite, favorite entrances would be the Bushwhackers. Oh, the- yeah. Oh, you know, uh, one of those guys just died uh, just now, actually. Like, like, like they just, it was within the last hour that I think it oh. was Butch, I think, uh, uh, hey, I think um, passed away. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor Bushwhacker up for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I love those guys. Um yeah, uh, Hillbilly Jim was, a, was oh, always a big man. favorite of mine. I was real bummed out when uh, that guy never won any matches, though. He was like this big giant dude that was like they pushed him as a big guy, but I don't think I ever saw him win. <laughs> How about um, Junkyard Dog? I love seeing the chains oh. around him and stuff. That's the best. Yeah, I love it. Idea was so cool. And uh, it was, was funny. Every now and then I'll, I'll go back and, and watch um, 
watch some old wrestling and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, he was terrible. He was just awful in the ring. And I, and I, I it's probably he was. Uh, just be, because I watch a lot of uh, like uh, Japanese and Mexican wrestling and like independent wrestling now. And so I, I watch it with eyes that watch these, these crazy, you know, high work rate uh, matches. And I go back and I see junkyard dog, just like doing a headbutt and a punch. And then like, <laughs> it, it's like a three minute match and the crowd's going out of their minds for him, but it's just like, <laughs> he, didn't do anything. he didn't do so, anything. Was he like wrestle against jobbers or something? Was it like uh, mid? I mean, that was the thing is like you know uh, people kind of forget this, but back when you know when we were kids and when you know you watched like WWF superstars and you know on Saturday mornings or whatever, like most of that was just jobber matches. And um, yeah, it was like, like yeah, I mean, you didn't get to see big Steve. matches. What's that? In the round, Steve coming out. Right. Of the yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like Brooklyn Brawler or somebody. Um, but it was like yeah. it, you know those were the matches you saw on TV, and you had to wait for like. Saturday night's main event or um like like a pay-per-view or you know like when the event would come to your town you you, you had to, you had to pay to see the good matches was how it, what kind of how it was back then I'll tell you man uh during the um during the 90s I had a big resurgence of it going up it was a it was a WCW uh, we had the um you had the um yeah oh god what are the new world order stuff yeah yeah, it yeah. Was very it was very like crow yeah, you know, like the crow is like very like black, <laughs> really and sting, yes. white, and then um, then of course you had Sting come out dressed like the crow with the trench coat, but then it was yeah. like it was also very like emo soap opera. Oh, oh no, it it totally was, it totally was. But th- there were a lot of good matches in 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 WCW because you, oh, you had the like you know the the main event was always silly. It was always like you know like Hulk Hogan would come in and like there'd be like people throwing trash in the ring and it was just like a big run in fest. But like on the undercard, it was always like. Ray Mysterio Jr. versus Chris Jericho, or mm. like Dean Malenko and like uh, like versus Eddie Guerrero, or like Chris Benoit, or like Saturn, or these guys that were like putting on these amazing matches. But um, mm. but yeah, I, I didn't watch WrestleMania this weekend because I don't why I don't care for the WWE. Um, but uh, I heard they just got sold today though. They got bought out by the company that owns uh, the UFC today. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Um, what's his face? Uh, the guy that the heel, the owner, is gonna Vince make- McMahon. This is man, yes. I, I just know his face. I know he's going to probably rake in a big old paycheck, and there all those wrestlers who there are not going to make anything off of it. Oh, they're not getting, they're not getting anything. Yeah, yeah, because this man is like that. He, he is an actual heel in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, accurate, accurate. So, yeah, he's uh, a terrible person. So I am glad it's going to some to uh, UFC. Hopefully, in, things end up better for them. I don't know, man. Um, because Vince McMahon is apparently uh, higher in the corporate structure than even Dana White is. So like really? Dana White, yeah. So uh, so uh, there's a, a they're spinning a separate company off to that it's gonna be over both companies over UFC and over WWE. Dana White is gonna remain in charge of the UFC, but Vince McMahon has a position in the actual holding. In, in well, I think they're gonna be called like TKO or something like that. He has a corporate position in that, so he's technically above that Dana White in uh, in the corporate hierarchy, but um. Got to wonder if he's doing this as a um, response to like ECW and all the other um, wrestling like things building up. Dude, no idea. I think he's just getting old and he wants to cash in before he uh, before he dies oh. is the thing. And uh, it, he's also a dude that's very uh, that, that uh, really wants to be old money, but he's new money, and the old money people <laughs> don't like him because he's because he's new money, and he, he made his money off of wrestling and yeah, uh, not off of a legitimate venture like inheriting it from your parents. I I, I love his terrible acting though. There was a um I was I watched somehow got the, on this clip of it, watching he was sitting at a desk in the middle of the ring in the middle of an arena 
And this girl comes up. I don't know who it was because I don't I don't know the women are wrestlers. She comes up there and starts doing this like striptease dance, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Whoa!" You know his his big pitted chin. He's doing the big like googly eyes, like "Whoa, whoa!" He falls back in his chair, picks the chair back up, sits there, and then like, "Come on, dude!" It, yeah. it's so bad acting is funny. Sounds about right. It sounds about yeah. par for the course for for Vince. But uh, changing gears though. Oh, it's changing. let's talk about Transformers. Oh man! Um, oh, the return <laughs> of the Segway. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So this was um, this was an episode. This is an episode. It was. That's all I can say about it. It was twenty-two minutes long. That was about that was what it was about. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is one of those those fun episodes that everyone just kind of like points out how bad it is. And I'll tell you, man, at the beginning of this episode, it starts off with a bang, and there are they are. Episode starts just brutal. There are these guys who apparently are in Sparkplugs Union because they have the same clothes, and they, no, they don't. Gold. No, they don't. They don't have the right boots. Oh, I didn't notice. I know they the hard hat, the shirt. The one guy has a shirt unbuttoned all the time because he's got to show off that he's the only guy in, in shape. Oh, Magnum PI. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, there's no hair on the chest, man. The Magnum PI has like the yeah, he had a lot of hair. That's right. Yeah, he had the Magnum PI mustache though. He had like he had, like it was like a World War One uh, aviator mustache. <laughs> He he uh, gave up the uh, he gave up the um, the ace life so he could uh, dig for gold in the desert. Go- gold, these guys gold, and uh, yeah, man. As soon as they strike strike gold, and apparently this uh, mine that no one else knows about in the middle of the desert, the uh, well, they found a whole lot of it at one time too. That was a whole cart full of gold. That was like it's all mined and everything like 500 pounds of gold how much is that's like billions of dollars of gold these guys find in one trip and like, yeah and they were uh rolling out on a uh, minecraft cart um like no one uses those kind of carts man we're not like in the prospecting days they, they would have had like something else but, i don't hey. know it's temple of doom man that's how that's how you get out that's how you get away from the thuggies my <laughs> thing they own the, i i really and i i wanted always to have a roller coaster just like that <laughs> <laughs> you're like that would be really uncomfortable. Oh, terrible. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they're uh, the the uh, seekers show up and start start shooting at them up. They just come out of nowhere for no reason. Why are why do they why are they attacking them? They they um I don't know, man. I, I don't I, know. I was trying to find a reason, like maybe gold is going to be the MacGuffin of the episode. No, no, they no it wasn't. The... It wasn't at all. They just they showed up to, to blow these guys up. And what was also funny is that this is the only time that we see any humans in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Where it was, where is Sparkplug? Where is Spike? Where's where is anybody? Yeah, are they? Are they? Is he like in school? Is he taking classes right now? Is he at the community college? No idea. We, so yeah, there's like a schlub. Uh, one guy's like 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 a like an out of shaped schlub, and uh, he Mario. looks like a truck driver. And yeah, then there's Magna PI, and there's one other guy. The guy has the uh, the Mario hair and mustache stuff. He's like he's like he, he gets away to go radio yeah. for help. Before that, though, Megatron does a hero landing. He just comes out of the sun, almost lands in the middle of him, and Starscream's like, "Oh, we got one got away. I'm going to shoot him." Like, no, 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 no. Let him call for help first. Yeah, let him call for help. Yeah, it was just a a trap to to get the Autobots here. But the thing is, so Soundwave was directing this whole thing apparently, and he's super efficient. He is. He's like like a German. He's dude. It's like everything is down to the second. It, everyone's obeying the, the the orders. Everything goes like it's supposed to go. Oh. He he has the tapes do stuff, the jets do stuff. This is great. But what then, German are we talking about? Um, I mean, just German in general. German superior German engineering. Oh, oh, 
Oh well, okay. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I thought there's some subterfuge to what you're saying. I did. I didn't. No, know no, that. no. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not disparaging the Germans. I, uh, I'm drinking a German wine at the moment, and I also drive a German automobile. So well, I, I, I don't disparage the Germans. Um, that, that's good, man. Um, that, that's fantastic. Good job. I'm also um, a big fan of Kraftwerk. If we want to. <laughs> I, I too, I like uh, Alsatian wines. Right there on the French-German border, you know, big uh, contested territory. But anyway, <laughs> that's, a, that's a touchy subject, man. Um, <laughs> see, um, so but Megatron shows up. Yeah, and Megatron shows up out of nowhere after Soundwave's been directing this whole thing, and he just shows up and he's all like, "Oh, good." Like he was like two seconds away. Yeah, like You're just hanging out. Like, like why wasn't he there leading the whole thing? I, I have a theory about this. Okay. I think he wants to, um, you know, you ever have a have a boss who who wants to give you a little rope to see how you how well you work and see like what you can do, what you what you're good at, what you're bad at. Um, I, I I've had bosses like that in the past. Um, so I almost feel like he's kind of waiting. on like, okay, what's what's a soundwave going to do? He looks at soundwave and goes, man, that's efficiency. I like that guy. He's going to stay my my right hand guy. He looks at Starscream like, no, he's going to he's going to kill someone. We need all these guys. I got to step in right now. That's what I think happened. Hundred percent. I don't know because I mean, you know, tentatively, Starscream is the second in command, but you know, um, but Megatron comes out and he looks at Soundwave and he looks at Egyptian Lover and he's like, "Cold, calculating German. I'm going with him. This is my guy." Efficiency. Efficiency. It's like a brawn. He's no, great. Yeah. No wasted words. No man. No, it's just it's succinct. I like it. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but yeah. But, so this was this was just like like a big stuff gets blown up and. Yeah, yeah. We get, uh, we get so, all kinds of cool. Uh, we get the tapes doing stuff. That was cool. Yeah, he, and he calls him by my name and then tells him to return, which doesn't usually do that. He's like, "Hey, okay, you guys can go out. Okay, now come back, come back in." Uh, so he, the guy, calls for help, and there is an alarm going off in Teletran and went. Prime sounds the alarm. It's all the Autobots assemble at once, and dude, they are running. And Gears is just—he doesn't care. He's like, he's over this. He's, he's real sad. Yeah, he's just like, um, he is. Instantly became the um, he's he's the Wilford Bremley of the Autobots. He's like, yeah, you know, all you young kids, all right, you go run. I'm just gonna take my time. They're they're all gonna be there in the end, and don't worry about it. I'll I'll, I'll get there. But he's like basically the old crabby curmudgeon. Already, he's established that right off. There, okay. One thing I'm learning about the Autobots, the original cast here, they're a bunch of old curmudgeons. I mean, a few of them, they're, they're a little, little saucy still, man. Trailbreaker's got the Chris Christopherson thing going on. He, he'll go in there. He'll throw some punches. Ironhide, he'll, he's thinking he's uh, he's re- needs to retire. And Gears just doesn't care. He's just like, man, whatever. Just roll me out in front of the battle. I'll go in there. Well, like in the last episode, Optimus Prime was mad about jokes. <laughs> yeah, he was. Like, these guys are opposed to fun. They don't like anything. See, they make me like that the Decepticons more and more every week. Because they're maybe infighting, but they're fun. They're entertaining to watch. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly, man. So um uh, so this whole thing's going on. They 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 roll out to uh this mine and who knows where the mine but, is but, at. But, but, but hold on though. Oh. So you and I talking about the Autobots doing stuff took yeah. longer than them actually doing things, <laughs> them actually getting ready to go. Because th- this was just like like a like a breakneck thing here. It was like 
Gears was sad, and Optimus Prime's like, well, but transform, roll out, let's go. Let's. And Ironhide gives him crap in the hallway. There's like this never-ending hallway that they're walking down. It's this constantly curving hallway. There's a lot and of hallways. It's like, you know, man, uh, maintenance later, action now. Who did a flip over him? Didn't the Bumblebee do a flip over him? Yeah, yeah, he grabbed him and did a flip over him. It, man, yeah. they're treating Gears already like he is the he's the uh, grumpy old guy. And he is. It's like he's he's reinforcing their uh their stereotypes about him they're ageist they're, they're all four million years old <laughs> minimum yeah and, well and, i'm only four million and twenty years old so like you're four million and hundred years old so, so this i think this is one of those episodes that um that once again um it the the show is bad about this shows out of order because you don't have any of the new autobots there they're the old cast still. I think this is supposed to be earlier in the season, like earlier, like season one, like because this oh, is I mean, like maybe. this is like the basic, basic. This is like the like the like the when you first got like a transformer, it only had like you look on the back of the box, there's only like six dudes on there. Like this is <laughs> this is that era. catalog, like, and you have like uh like three dudes in this picture, one dude in this picture, two in this picture. That was how the old right. catalog was. But, yeah, uh, like 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 Star Wars, like twelve back figures. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jawa. I didn't like, know it was the term for it. That's that's good to know. Or how about yeah. the GI Joe figures that had like you know the the two Cobra you know troopers and mm-hmm. like you know that like, was it? I guess the original four uh, uh, GI Joes. I think there were I think there were like eight. Oh, there were um, eight. Okay, there yeah, was like, uh, something like that. There, there, there were a few, two. but there was only two. It was only two. Yeah, there was Cobra Trooper and Cobra Officer. And you had to mail off for Cobra Commander. Yeah, yeah at first initially. Yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and they all had straight arms too. They were uh, the bad straight arm versions. That's right. Before they had the elbows. Oh yep. God, that, that's that, okay. Old dick guys talking about toys. All right, so they uh, <laughs> they eventually go. Like you said, we've talked longer than it took the Autobots to get together. And Gears like elbows his way into the front. Like he's like, I'm old. I'm gonna get up front. And listen to what's going on because he can't see his, his eyesight's probably bad. He's you know he's complaining about his uh, his things not working right. There's uh there's he's talking about lubing his um cables or something. I don't know if he's got one of those uh those uh, O rings like GI Joe figures have inside of him or something. He's but... complaining about all of his parts. Yeah, this is this is like this is like me in the morning when I wake up and like like my back and my uh, knees are cracking. Like, uh, like I got a phone call at six thirty from a truck driver. I'm going, dude, not now. That was me this morning. <laughs> Uh, so. So they go on a, they go on attack and they just do they just rush right in they're just like there they are let's let's fight and they go into a giant fight there's no pretense of a story here at all it was just I like know. kill on sight i gotta love i love this though because they show up and optimus does the shh symbol and then clunk 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 and ironhide's like gives them like okay boss <laughs> clunk 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 and then they go they attack and they it was like, yeah, we're real stealthy guys. Clink, clink, clink. So, uh, yeah, they jump in on it once, start attacking, and there's... there's a big chaos. There's a big chaos battle. It's just dude shooting at at stuff. But like, eventually, like the 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 the, uh, the Decepticons leave and they they steal gears. Yeah. So before this happens, why though, do they want gears? Like okay. this this dude is the Brooklyn Brawler. This dude's the jobber of of the Transformers. This dude is awful. This is the he's the worst Autobot. I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and say he's the worst Autobot. He really is. No one cares about him. He's a no. he's a bad toy, isn't he? Isn't he a mini a mini? He's car? a mini he's a mini bot, like you know, like uh brawn, like uh bumblebee, like clip jumper. Yeah, he's not very exciting. Yeah. He didn't even have any character or any personality or anything like that. It's not like it's not like he's like at least Bumblebee's got, you know, like 
Well, personality goes a long way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's a VW, VW bug, man. VW bug already has enough personality to begin with. Exactly. But so Megatron's master plan was to transform and have Soundwave shoot the edge of the cage, which I, I love that. Like, oh, and then like the uh, humans ran out and Optimus goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't shoot anything because there we might hit them like they're running away. Like Optimus Prime uses every reason to not shoot. Like, no, no, no. We we were shooting a lot a second ago, but now that they're free, we can't shoot anymore. Like he could have shot them in the cage the entire time. But I don't know, man. Maybe they should have sent Spike in there, and then they could have shot at anybody. <laughs> they could have had weapons free. Yeah. So so yeah. The uh, the whole thing of Megatron's plan was to still uh, steal or kidnap uh, Wolfer Brimley, and uh, <laughs> he takes him back to this uh, to this like home placement where it, it's it's whole master setup and uh he um has I, he says well let me see go dig in your diodes and defunct i basically yeah. i i feel like he said go uh go f yourself um basically yeah. Essentially said yeah um so then uh he has starscream shooting with his his um his uh, null ray the null ray man and then he takes his atari cartridge out yeah um right. yep yanked it, yanked it right out but well, but he was totally fine he was yeah, he just but it made him nice. <laughs> it was like a, it was his curmudgeon circuit. <laughs> it was really <laughs> that's the only way you can steal solar. Like, Megatron wanted to aggressively get solar power, so he had to take a curmudgeon circuit out of uh, out of uh, gears. Which apparently, okay, I take that back. I wrote down Atari cartridge, but later in the episode, he's holding. I think like Optimus Prime's one gets it out, and he's holding a a cassette. It's a, yeah, it's like a. It's like a Betamax. Yeah, it is. It's exactly yeah. like a Betamax. Like apparently, um, Gears was so pissed off because he couldn't find any other adaptable tapes because his Betamax, and you know, we got rid of that. Um, so yeah, he was he was just all pissed all the time. <laughs> he's just mad because he's a dead format. That's what's yeah, going exactly. on. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh HD DVD. Um it's technically superior though, because there's longer recording time and higher quality. By definition of Betamax, like yeah, well, you lost. Well, uh, go rent one. Exactly, exactly. Greta Star War on Betamax. I had a uh, I had a friend when I was real little. Um, I, I know he doesn't listen to the show, so I have no problem saying this. Uh, he was he was all excited because he had a Betamax. I stayed the night when there is in high school. He's like, you know, he, he's so excited because you share with me. And he uh, he tapes some softcore stuff off of like Showtime at night on his Betamax, and no one else could see it in the house because he had the only Betamax in the house. So he put it on when I, I stayed the night, and like it was really awkward. It's like dude, uh, my uh, best friend had a my best friend had a Betamax and uh and a satellite and a, like the old school satellite dish, like the one that you know took oh, up your entire backyard. Yes. So like my neighbor had he that. got like a crazy like anime feed. So he would uh he would he would always have like uh like he would record like the speed racer and uh that's where we first saw like bubblegum crisis and oh, um, a lot of that a lot of that black magic m66 and a lot of that kind of stuff venus wars and that, that, that kind of stuff it was i uh, love that 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 that, uh, that animation style i cannot remember the, the, the guy's uh style that is uh the black magic m66 and um apple seed uh that that animator uh that's uh masamune shiro i believe is Hero, uh, yes you know. yes masamune shiro i love that style it's you me too. Yeah. We should do it. We should do a uh, oh, on, uh, on Apple Seed. Yeah, I, I would. Good. I would gladly watch more of uh, Black Magic and uh, Apple Seed and all that. Anyways, uh, so yeah, um, apparently his uh, Betamax it was what was going to drive um, Megatron's aggressive solar power um, stealing. And so, uh, well, here goes Megatron again on the green energy. 
So he's back to being forward thinking after like a, a brief stint of not being forward thinking. He is, but he's too aggressive because apparently according, we, we get this later in the episode, according to Optimus Prime, it's only going to last two hours and the sun's going to explode. I don't know how he got that much energy out of the sun. It's a lot of energy. Dude, how, how, do you make it, how do you make it explode? You feed him energy back to the sun? I do. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Maybe it's going to collapse and become a, uh, uh, it's not, well, not, not a white dwarf. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a white dwarf when it collapses on itself without becoming a a, a black hole. I don't know, man. Don't um. Know. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we get a great um, we get a great couple scenes or three scenes of um of different countries ar- around the world experiencing um seismic activity Something? and the way. You know, Said? something's going on like yeah it's like oh no every major landmark something's going on i don't know <laughs> what it is you know how we know that it's in different countries because they use every touristy landmark they go to um oh there, there's the leaning tower oh yes. so we're in italy yes. uh, oh there's the oh, there's tower. Eiffel tower oh there's yeah. the statue of liberty so we know we're in america now yeah, yeah so I, there's this great just like three scenes like everyone's going ah and there's seismic activity because the sun's shooting out solar flares which i i don't understand that but maybe i'm i'm not um that uh, yeah this this one made no sense to me um so i gotta say gears is the most off-putting happy guy dude okay so (laughs) okay so like i'm I'm a big fan of 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 fantasy movies Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. as i know you are we've talked about this in the past oh yeah but fantasy movies have gone through like a few eras of of you know how they make them like the you know like the, the, the i feel like the you know modern ones everything post um like lord of the rings not so much lord of the rings itself but the, everything that came after lord of the rings got real gritty you know like yeah. the, everybody's like earth tones like um uh like game of thrones Every, everyone yeah. is everyone's very dirty in game of thrones and uh and they're also very pretty in game of thrones I mean, everyone's pretty in game of thrones uh for the most part um but i so said there's that but then there was like you know the um you know in the 80s and in the, and, and you know the 80s everything was uh, was kind of was this um everybody was like shiny and it was, it was like sword and sorcery you know there was like like conan the barbarian and uh the barbarian brothers and uh oh, sword God. and the sorcerer dragon slayer Every, everyone was it was big it was uh big muscle wrestler looking dudes you know and then like in in the 90s it was like it, it had a it was like a weird you know in between thing in the 90s where it was transitioning from those but fantasy prior to the 80s though had this weird 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 vibe it had this this 19 late 60s and uh 70s vibe where there was a lot of uh if you look at like art from these this era like everyone drew a lot of mushrooms in here and everybody and all the characters had big exaggerated features and this kind of stuff and um it was what i call hippy dippy fantasy <laughs> if you've ever seen um the the, the rankin bass uh, lord of the rings cartoon oh that's yeah. very that's hippy dippy fantasy and um and uh, you know uh what uh, ralph bakshi's wizards is very hippie bring up wizards yeah a very good movie i, I, I like yeah. wizards but it's very hippy dippy fantasy mm-hmm. um but gears sounds like a dude from a hippy dippy fantasy cartoon he really does from uh, he sounds like he's from 1978 man and, okay. and, I, and i and i hate well i don't i don't hate it i don't know man he looks like he should be on the like, like I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the soundtrack to this would have been illustrated by Roger Dean on the cover or something like that. Like, <laughs> I, like I got to give a shout out to our friend JB. Um, he loved, loves probably Kroll. That is the, um, that is this weird transition from hippy dippy fantasy to like the uh, 80s fantasy. It's weird. The uh, the main character, the, the prince, I can't remember his name right now. He is always not dirty. He is the cleanest 
main uh, <laughs> hero of any. He looks like he's his clothes are always really nicely pressed. He looks clean all the time. Everyone else around him is dirty. Everyone else around him is dirty. There were a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You, you know what I think? What you know? What I think like the epitome and like the the, the end of hippy dippy fantasy was that time bandits. Oh, I love time bandits though. So do I. So do I. But it's it's it, it definitely draws on that uh, on that oh, weirdo yeah. like seventies aesthetic, which yeah, I think a lot of Terry Gilliam movies do. But it um, really does. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I wish you know. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I need to go back and watch Brazil now as an adult because I still I never understood why people loved it so much. But I feel like I've needed to watch it again as as an adult now. Maybe I, I'll see something different than I didn't see before. That that's one of those movies that everyone loves that I just didn't understand. I didn't understand. Yeah, mm, yeah. I no, I had this. Well, yeah, the first time I watched it, I, I had no idea what was going on. It was yeah. much like when I, the first time I watched Blade Runner when I was seventeen. I was like, Oh, oh me why? too. But I love why are people saying this is so good? And then, oh, yeah, then then something happens in your brain and you get it, and you're like, Oh, now yeah, now I get it. Yeah. dude, I, I want to watch it again. Things that I don't get though, um, Transformers. Uh, <laughs> anyways yeah back on topic so that was a long digression it was, a digression. Yeah, it was, it was man uh yeah we as we do this is this is actually everyone listening this is what ed and i usually do we get digress <laughs> some weird thing and you know, re- reminisce about stuff so um so why is gears putting energon cubes in an easy bake oven he you gotta make the energon man you can't just put raw solar power into an energon so- cube you gotta you can't hold cubes up to up to a lava pit anymore, or up to like like the sun and like gather all the energy anymore. It doesn't. Have, these are like energon cubes 1.0 again. These the old this old style. Yeah. Look, man, Soundwave is real, real busy. Man, he's got he's managing. He's got four kids that he has to manage constantly. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and and I think in a few episodes he's going to get some more. I think he's got, I think he's got two more kids coming up, doesn't he? Oh, uh, rap back coming up. No, I think yeah. It's, it's, season it's gonna be the movie in season three but yes he gets some more kids so yeah okay. you're right. um it's hard point. being a single dad from what i hear i don't know it, um, it was really hard yeah um it's but, hard when i just take my son out by myself there's other i i, I have to corral him it's work it is work so after this prime comes out and announces a Deltran one has confirmed my fears. Someone has tapped into the sun's energy i'm like really dude the giant green energy thing going to the sun didn't tell you that I mean, seriously, you can look out in the sky. Oh, yeah, there's big green energy thing coming from the sun down to apparently geographic center of Africa. I, how they got to that. Okay. So Megatron is in the geographic. They they point this out, too. It's very particular. In the geographic the center of Africa. Center of Africa, right? Yeah. So the Autobots, what, what, are the, what do the Autobots do? They, they drive there, drive there, and they, they even say hours. that we have to get this done in two hours. It's so they right. drove from Oregon to Africa to this <laughs> geographical center of Africa <laughs> in two hours. Uh, in two hours, these guys are real fast. Like, I don't real, care if you are an alien life form, you are a VW bug. You are not. Be- He's an eighteen wheeler, man. I know those things have those governors. He's not going over seventy. That's just it. <laughs> He's not going over seventy. I don't care if that trailer is loaded down or not. He's not getting there in two hours, but they are. But, but they they make it though. Hey, uh, speaking of geographical centers of uh, Africa, do you know what the geographical center of the uh, contiguous United States is? Uh, was in Kansas. It is in Kansas. It's actually it's Lebanon, Kansas. Lebanon, yeah. Kansas. Oh, you know what? I did know that only yeah. because of uh, American Gods. That's, yeah, you are correct. Yeah, you know how many people live in Lebanon, Kansas? How many? 
178 people live in Lebanon, Kansas. It's probably really weird being there, man, because it's like you're you probably stand on the side. It's like you don't know you're imbalanced. So it's probably right. just a certain person live there. But, you know, here's the thing, though. Um, for a long time, I didn't know that it was Lebanon, Kansas. I thought that the uh, geographical center of the United States was uh, Stoll, Kansas, actually. S-T-U-L-L, Stoll, Kansas. Um uh, yes, because the the, uh, the the band Urge Overkill uh, made a, an album called Stull back in uh, like 1992 or something like that. Oh my god! And it was, I haven't thought of that band in years. Uh, they're 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 worth a, they're worth a listen. Take uh, definitely go back to like yeah. uh, to Stull's good. Supersonic okay. Storybook is good. All right. Uh, but anyway, they they wrote um uh, an album about uh the or like an EP rather about the town of Stull, and um, because uh, Stull is also rumored to be a cursed town and that there that it has a gate to hell there and that uh, there's a, a devil worshippers that live there and they, they 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 run it in secret and they they summon the devil like they open this gate to hell on like a weekly basis or something like that so i mean look into it it's real cool why is why else would you live in kansas i mean no no hate to anyone who lives in kansas i um, I, I live in uh, east central alabama right now so you know yeah man um everyone's gotta live somewhere yeah um, just don't just don't live in stall because uh you well, might what if up... i want to meet like you know satanists i want to like have a gate to hell it's probably a good place to live right i don't know i mean maybe there's like i, I like green energy coming out of there maybe they have a really good dollar general general there child general <laughs> i thought you were about to say they have a really good deli there and i was like man if they had a good <laughs> I, I deli there is kosher deli you know um frank around hell? the place yeah uh, oh yeah man i like it i like it. finest Anyways, <laughs> so, so jazz so the, uh, the autobots are are busting up into into this the center of africa but like so optimus prime is driving he's leading the convoy yes. but um like jazz and sunstreaker are like on the running boards like they're 1920s oh, gangsters like, i love it that was the best scene they're shooting they're like vaporizing trees in front of them in this jungle in africa oh I man mean, this is so cool. toto would be so upset but uh they were like Sitting on the sides is like bam, 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 and it was the best thing ever. And I don't understand what that, why that was there. Maybe they needed more time for Megatron to conduct his master plan, or maybe they needed they got there too fast, so the two hours wouldn't wasn't cutting in close enough. So like, well, we got to hold up the Autobots a little longer. So let's make them shoot their way through the jungle. So um, yeah, Jazz stopped because of weeds is what I put down, but whatever. There's, there's this great line you know megatron's making the uh, gears uh do things he's basically being a slave he goes i should be angry at you megatron you're a son of a retreat yeah. what <laughs> yeah this was uh <laughs> retread i don't know something like that i didn't have the uh i need to start putting the subtitles on like you do because it would make so much more sense oh the, yeah, the subtitles are they're even better when they're wrong so yeah i know burrito rumba oh, um God. um <laughs> so uh yes yeah, speaking of, of something to eat though um somebody talks about a uh force field surprise which sounds like a sci-fi dessert that sounds like something you would uh <laughs> that's something that you would uh, like you would eat in star trek yeah it actually does i know ten forward um but Dude, Starscream is dumb again. He doesn't understand science once again. He like goes to be a brilliant scientist to not understanding how like yep. things work. So he just like, he gets pissed off in Gears because Gears talk back to uh, Megatron. 
So he shoots and Megatron tries to stop him. He shoots something and re- re- reflects it. And I hear Samov go, oh, modulate the <laughs> He did. He did. This was, that was great. And then um, Starscream says something to him and uh, Gear says, no problem, Starscream. I love being a slave. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> love it. So like, give me some work, boss. <laughs> Like, I love being a slave. Oh man! Um, uh, somewhere about this point, uh, Cliff Jumper jumps off of a cliff. Some retribution from last uh, the last episode. Yeah, he's like, no, guys, I can do this. Watch, really. Yeah, is that where he flies into the beam? He did fly into the yeah. He did fly yeah, into the beam. He just yeah. jumps and like flies in the middle of this beam and like flies off in the jungle somewhere. Like we come back to him a few minutes later, he's like, "Who am I? Where am I? What am I doing here?" That was I, I thought it was gonna be a plot point. Now nah, he just remembers like as soon as someone sees him. I think Wheeljack sees him and says, "Hey, Cliff Jumper," and everything's just everything's cool again. Uh, you know, wasted opportunity, I think. So there's a lot of weird uh, shots and uh, strangely animated shots around here where um, the, the camera was like up, like at like treetop level, and it was shooting down. And so you were you were seeing like Autobots running through the jungle. Like, but you were seeing like their like over their shoulder view. Like you were you were seeing like their backs or whatever. And they, they did this shot probably five times in a row. It was real weird. And then they just they, they just spliced in some dialogue here. Like there's they're just like, hey, come on, let's go. And what somebody goes, let's get it on. Like it, <laughs> like uh, like the Marines from Starcraft for a second. Dude, okay, so there's there's something I would say though. The animation of this episode is really spotty. Like there's one point that Ironhide looked like a Liefeld actually drew his chest. He did. It was like huge. He's like walking around this huge, like canopy chest. He can't really work, walk around. I'm like, dude, it looks like Captain America in Liefeld comics. Um, so yeah, he's an uh, easy one to get like that, though, man. He, that, that's he's he's kind of he got that kind of awkward chest anyway. So he does, I mean, but he got worse. He got yeah. really bad. Uh, there's a thing where um, I guess Gears is walking towards his uh, his Betamax tape, and Starscream jumps down. And he sounds hits Thundercracker's voice comes out of his mouth. It's just all kind of confusion, you know. It was like I, I like, like, like. No, wait, they miss miscolor him, but the next scene is actually Starscream. So right. whatever. Uh, there's a fight ensues, like we were talking about, you know, like over the shoulder stuff. Ratchet does a flying kick, which is great. You never see him do anything like that. There was a nice flying. There was a nice flying sidekick. Um, Megatron hit a press slam. Uh, yes, here. Um, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, uh, Optimus Prime takes another. He gets shot like again, and he's crying again, like uh, like like when I was talking about him doing like the Onita thing, like the heroic yeah. bloodshed thing. He's he's doing this again, like no, he, like he's like uh, he's doing this. Um, There's this great line for Ironhide. They like listen to Gears. They didn't realize what happened was happening to Gears yet. He goes, "What did you do to Gears? You made him nice. Like it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, like it was like oh, wait, dear, wait. we like him being a curmudgeon, the old jerk." Oh um, man, uh, Megatron uh, or, or Optimus Prime calls Megatron out, telling him he's going to blow up the uh, blow the sun up and kill, destroy the universe. Somehow, destroying the sun is going to destroy the entire universe. Somehow, this is yeah. like, I, like, I, like I think we're not quite on that scale yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a little hyperbolic there, um, just a bit, Optimus. just a bit. But uh, so 
Megatron calls uh, Optimus Prime science a fairy tales. So mm-hmm. he's back. He's back out of my good graces. He's back to to be an anti science, and he's back. Mm-hmm. He's yes, not forward thinking anymore. No, no, he's uh, I told you, man, he's a little too aggressive this time. He's off the green agenda. He's yeah. he's uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't like it. He's uh, you know, as a as a uh, natural science major, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not in Megatron's camp anymore. I, mm-hmm. I still will be there with Soundwave. He's 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 doing what he's supposed to. He, he does. He's a jobber. He does exactly what he's supposed to. He knows how to do it. <laughs> uh stuttercracker gets the hell out of there he's like done see him he just flies off so the sun will explode in less than a minute unless they turn the machine off now i don't know if he's got like an internal clock going on but apparently if you turn the machine off everything's fine again just like you turn it off yeah as long as you deactivate it within the time limit like yeah um yeah so like they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna execute Optimus Prime here, so he's basically like Aslan now from from Chronicles of <laughs> Narnia. Like he's the he's the he's like he's all about trying to be Jesus, I guess. Is the the Jesus and, allegory, uh, you know. Um, oh, I don't know. He's kind of the old guy. Maybe he's the Abraham or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But uh, so they they like they're like which one do we pull? I think it was like Wheeljack and like Ratchet are trying to like decide which wire to pull. And like they, uh, after Optimus Prime gets gets him out of there and says, "All right, uh, let's hope this is the right one." It pulls one of the that wires, which apparently sends all the energy back to the sun. Thank goodness that um, they know how this science works. Yeah. So uh, right before that, though, there was a, during the battle, um, uh, Gears, I guess, broke the conditioning. He mm-hmm. um, he pulled like a Doctor Yui from Dune and broke the broke the conditioning and went back over to the Autobot side. And but they're all excited. They're all like, "Oh, the tides turn now. We got Gears back." What difference does he make? <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he's he's kind of grumpy. They're so excited. He's he's not nice anymore. They already outnumbered the Decepticons like 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 two to one almost, and they're like, we got our one dude back that doesn't do anything and has zero special abilities, and mm-hmm. like we got him back. Yay! The tide yeah. the tides turned. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? They uh they they, they but they destroy the uh the the beam and the sun stabilizes immediately. What I don't know how that works, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also I don't understand also how that like so they're overloading the sun right uh-huh. yeah, so the sun's gonna explode but the earth is falling apart why is the earth falling apart solar flares man we don't know how that stuff works solar flares solar flares, solar flares. how that stuff work uh, I was like Matt hey, man um yeah, yeah so whatever it it I, I guess they can't use their cell phones they don't have yet so uh, that's that's a bummer uh, maybe solar flares messes with the transformers I don't know. Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, so, um, so they, the they, thing with the wire, though, um, the, the the thing with the, you're pulling the right wire, that's a that's a real real eighties trope. That's a, everybody oh, had a you know, every cop movie, every action movie had that. But what what it reminded me of was um, maybe Space Camp. Remember Space Camp? Oh God, I haven't uh, watched that one in years either. Wasn't that like Tom Skerritt's in that? Is he? Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think Kate Capshaw was the. Uh, I think it was Kate Capshaw. Um, but yeah, that was the whole big thing with that, where like you know they were trying to figure out which uh, hose to hook the like the mm. oxygen tank into. Uh, so a, a one would have let them breathe, and one would have let them uh, uh, would have blown up the entire space shuttle. Um, no. oh, good there's never like there's never like well I'll cut the wrong one and nothing happens. It's always like if you <laughs> cut the wrong one, then we all die. That's that's that, those are the those are the stakes every time. You don't don't cut the ground. You might ignite a spark, and you know the whole thing blows up. You know. Yeah, I mean. He just did a 50-50 chance, like, well, if I get this wrong, we all die. So let's hope I do the right thing. You gotta do something. Like, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take I'll take a I'll take a good plan now over the best plan next week. Well, you don't have next week. You have one minute. Right, exactly. One so. minute. 
and they took the entire minute. They're like, they're waiting. They're like, uh, it's like an action movie where you see the countdown. And he's like, uh, uh, it's like getting a millisecond. So he goes, okay, that one. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta milk it. You gotta milk the, all the suspense, suspense out of there. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, and that was it. Yeah, um, he gets his Atari cartridge. Well, he gets his, his Betamax back. Wilford Brim, uh, Wilford Brimley's back. Wilford Brimley bought, and he's turned into Eeyore now. So uh, there's that. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got. But um, yeah. So, anyways, eh, whatever. It it was it it happened. Um, it was. It was an episode. It was an episode. <laughs> um, you know, you know what though, um, man. Uh, so, Kid Brain in this, like, if I had seen this episode when I should have watched this episode, and not yeah. as a as as a grown man, you know, that would rather honestly, I would rather have probably been out like mowing my grass uh, instead of watching this today. But um, <laughs> uh, it, it, were I a child? watching yeah. this when it came out when this was the, the predominant form of entertainment for children i probably would have really liked this episode a whole lot mm-hmm. and the, the reason why is because like they did not m- waste time on anything in this it, they literally just went, like it's it's like two words a bunch of fights two words a, a bunch of fights two words stuff's blowing up the whole world's in danger we gotta save them and it's like no there's there's zero wasted time this is like a ramon song this is just like like yeah. man we're not we're not gonna have solos we're not gonna have intros we're not like like have joey count off we got three notes and that's all we've got that's all we need in this in, oh, in this two, three, three, four. And it goes yeah and it's right and like we're just gonna sing this this song's just gonna be about what's this what are we singing about this time uh i don't know they're driving a car all right cool this song's about driving a car this, like <laughs> like uh, my kid brain would probably have to go like i mean uh i don't know man i'd go like i'd probably have to go like three and a half like jobbers out of five i'd have to go i'd have to go three and a half uh barry horowitz's Mm. out Mm. of five three and a half um iron mike sharps out of out of five um but uh talking about the adult brain though my adult brain, on the other hand, uh, d- just did not uh, didn't care about this at all. There, there's really nothing. To, there's, I mean, it was. I don't know, man. It was. It was kind of fun. It wasn't as. What was that terrible episode like two weeks ago? Oh God, the, uh, the one that I was just like, it was like the most low energy one of all time, and I hated it. Um, and that says a lot tra- of a traitor, traitor. Oh, traitor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Trader, Trader. That to me is is like the the absolute like low point of this of this of the whole series so far. It was just like I didn't care about anything. Nothing happened, um, but uh, I don't think this was as bad as that one. But because it, it, it was just like, but it, but it was a whole lot of just like nothing. And, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know. Like we had fun talking about it. There was some tangents we went on, but I mean, I don't know, man. I'd I'd have to give it one geographic center of the united states one one stole kansas mm. out of five mm, that's, that's that's 165 people there six seven people well, that was that well that was that was lebanon but i, I really i just really oh, wanted sorry. i just sorry. really wanted to reference stole again because i one wanted... um center of uh satanic activity in kansas one weird town with a gate to hell out of five. Oh, gate to hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, dude. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There are some episodes in season two that are just awful and uh, forgettable, and this is one of those for me. Um, I, 
luckily as an adult now, instead of a kid, um, I can laugh at some of the stuff. And man, I laughed at uh, Gears. Every time he opened his mouth, I was laughing. <laughs> that was the only redeemable thing about this. And there were just terrible plot points. Starscream's an idiot. There's, I, they can't, they shoot like stormtroopers, so they have to do flying kicks and suplexes. I mean, that's how this episode went. And there's such bad science. I'm not, I know it's a cartoon in the 80s. There's going to be bad science. But the science is really bad in this. Uh, they flipped the switch off and saved the sun, apparently. So uh, that's how this whole episode went. I mean, I'm going to give this one Betamax out of five because Ooh. it was terrible. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it should it should go extinct like the Betamax itself because um, this is a terrible episode. Like, the only thing that saved it was Gears being a curmudgeon or weirdly, weirdly happy guy. Happy with, like, a weird, like, I don't know... Um, sub you know submissive like tone to it it was just creepy uh, it was like a, like a stepford wife it, really it, was, like, it was a stepford uh, i love when you beat me megatron please do it again i, I love, love being slave <laughs> so God. yeah man it was terrible i i, I i'm glad to move past this we're about to hit some really bad episodes man I'm, I'm telling you it's it's a low point in the season there's some fun points this season and some bad points like when um, you say when you say bad though do you mean bad like like this is just a train wreck and we're going to have, we're, we're going to have fun talking about it. Or is it going to be like traitor yeah. or is it just going to be like, um, oh man, like, yeah, I mean, there, there's, we're going to get some of those uh, more, um, ACOM like, Oh God. Um, the, uh, God, I, I'm trying to think of some of the episodes coming up here. Like, I think we have a prime fraught problem coming up soon, which is gonna be bad. Um, something, uh, the, I'm trying to think of the episodes I was looking at earlier. There's some bad ones that are going to come up soon, and we're going to be going, oh, my God, really? That's, um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me see, like, oh, yeah, Atlantis Arise, Attack of the Autobots. Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's going to get bad. There's going to be some fun ones, too, and there's it, you can see how these are going to be out of order. Auto Berserk is going to be, that's episode 17. City that sounds like people. fun though. Anything with Atlantis sounds really fun too. I'm I'm really uh, I'm Atlantis really Arise. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad. Oh, you, oh, know, you know something we forgot to talk about at the top of the show though was uh, this one was written by Larry Parr, who uh, this was. Uh, I think he's a one and done uh, Transformers writer. I think this is his only credit. Um, but he also, um, from what I can tell, unless I'm getting him conflated with another Larry Parr, he's uh, from like New Zealand or something and does a lot of stuff with. Uh, indigenous people down there which is pretty cool um but he also wrote uh some episodes of uh defenders of the earth um my main man uh heathcliff eating fish skeletons off of trash can lids uh which you know i'm a sucker for that and uh, a show we never talked about but a show that i had forgotten about but i loved when i was a kid plastic man you ever watch plastic man all the time i love that love show plastic little man. Man, it was it was weird. Um, now, now, I know that Plastic Man lived on in comics, and uh, I never got over the weird 80s, well, 70s, 80s costume, the big you know, goggle sunglasses, like the underoos. And it was just this weirdest costume for that character, but that's what he wore all the time. Um, but it was a lot of fun, that, that show. I mean, it, it was, I identified more with Plastic Man than I did Reed Richards. Oh, I mean, he's way cooler. He's way cooler than Reed Richards, man. Oh, yeah, he's goofy. Um, yeah. Which is um, and you, know, you know what's funny about that though is I, I am ninety nine percent sure that uh, Plastic Man actually predates the seventies. I think he is an old old character and um, like that uh, just kind of was one of those guys that just kind of like you know like like 
was around and every now and then somebody would be like, yeah, I guess I'm going to do some plastic man or let's do plastic man to keep the train of trademark on him. And yeah, I actually, I liked a lot of those old uh, superheroes like animal man, plastic man, you know, those, those kinds of guys who were just like random. We're going to take a, a property put with, with man. We're going to do like, you know, um, <laughs> it was very simplistic. And a lot of the times those characters are a lot of fun. That's very DC. That's a very DC comics thing. Did you ever read the, uh, the Grant Morrison? Uh, animal man run a little bit of it i've, I've got uh, i've got some uh collective stuff um and, and like a little um like, like a trade paperback mm-hmm. good stuff it very was, good yeah very good stuff know. yeah brian boland covers on that too um who's that uh brian boland uh did the covers he was the original artist on judge dread uh back in the oh, day and uh he okay. did um the, the the uh he's a really uh fantastic comic artist that uh works so slow that he can't do anything on a, on a regular basis um so basically he, he does covers and like one shots yeah. but um he did uh batman the killing joke which is ba- oh. like pretty much the best batman comic if you're gonna read one batman comic just read killing joke because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the best so um oh yeah that's but cool. uh, i've rambled on way too long about all kinds of random stuff this time and i i, 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 cool. I apologize that's why we uh, have a podcast so we can people listen to us ramble <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm well, speaking of that. I mean, I want to wrap up and saying uh, once again, thank you everyone for um, being here. Uh, if you want to join the small but growing community, uh, check out the link in the Discord in the show notes for the uh, in your podcast app. Uh, if you if you if you can't for some reason find the Discord link, email me. We'll get the emails in a second here. Um, if you give us like a nice star rating on your podcast app, or if you watch on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. You know, uh, shares the stuff with your friends. That's how a lot of people are finding it. Is they're sharing it, or they're finding it um, through searches because people are giving a favorable ratings in the uh, in the podcast and YouTube's the YouTube's. Um, so so uh, yeah, if you want to send us an email, uh, send an email to more than meets these guys at Gmail or Ed hates Transformers at Gmail as well so uh yeah i'm gonna wrap it up here uh thanks everyone for being here and uh we are uh gonna turn right along and oh man let's get on that mass mashiro uh uh subdivision episode soon yes absolutely absolutely do that so all right y'all take it easy Uh, you want to take us out with anything um (laughs) satan's camaro in my yard it's stalking me okay well we already went over that in that movie oh maybe maybe he maybe they were installed <laughs> Next to the gates of hell. Maybe they're installed. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. I'll see Roll you. out. I'll see ya.